0: You're listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast with David Henry. He'll be giving you tips, tricks, ideas, news on new gear, but most importantly, help you make a great Christmas light show. Welcome to episode 7 of What's Happening in Christmas Lighting. In today's episode, David and Crystal, will be talking everything about computers for your Christmas light show. What operating system does Christmas light show software run on? Can I use a tablet like device? What is FPP? They give you a fun fact about Crystal only updating her computer after 11 years of use. And they talk about some new controllers from experience lights.
1: Hi, friends, and welcome back to the show. I'm here with Crystal. It is What's Happening in Christmas Lighting. Is that what we call it? I think so. I believe so, (laughs) yes. Hello, everybody. How you doing? And I'm David here from Learn Christmas Lighting, and Crystal here as well. And today, what are we talking about?
2: We're talking about computers. What kind of computers do I need? Do I even need a computer? Can my old computer work? All these questions to kind of get us started as far as that starting point of a computer for your system
1: yeah because this this question in different forms of it uh i see come up a fair amount because um there can be a lot of well for one thing i mean not misinformation but one of the things you you're going to find in this hobby is that there are a lot of videos and resources out there made by a lot of people over a lot of time Um, you know, the past, I'd say the hobby really, from what I gather, started and really started to take off in like 2016, 2017. I mean, the past few years, it's taken off like mad, but, but it it really developed in those years, uh, and on. And because that's such a short period of time, um, videos that were made five years ago about using X lights or something like that often, often are going to have info in them that aren't accurate to today's world. Um, and, and combine that with the fact that we just, you know, we see people all the time. We talk to people and work with people all the time who are brand new to the hobby, right? People who uh, are just getting started, just interested. And they're like, Hey, what does it take to run this? Because if you look out there, you're going to see people, you're going to see, you know, some of the people that are professional sequencers that, that sequence songs and x for a living, and they're going to show you what their computer is. And you're going to be like, well, I don't have $3,000 to spend on a computer, right? Um, and, so, and so here we want to walk through the basics, talk about, okay, what do you actually need? And then kind of go into a little bit what hardware specs are important uh, for the kind of stuff we're doing here. So first and foremost, um, let's kick it off. So to, to program a show... Uh, We generally recommend people use X-Lights. It is um, by far the most popular, I would say, program for making sequencing Christmas lights and uh, also what we find to be the best um, and also fairly uh, reasonably not too terribly difficult to learn. (laughs) Um, So, quiz question one for Crystal, Uh, what platforms does X-Lights run on?
2: I know it runs on PC because that's what I use. I'm gonna guess it also runs on Mac and Linux.
1: Boom, I had to I went to their website quick to confirm the Linux part. Um, I, I was pretty sure but you know Linux isn't super popular. If you are a Linux head out there, that's fine. that's great. Um, but the rest of us are Windows or Mac users. Um, and uh, and for the most part, uh, between Windows and Mac and Linux, um, though I can't really speak to Linux that much because, again, not that many people use it, (laughs) Um, the software is like 99% the same. Um, The only thing that Mac doesn't have, oh, I better Google this just to make sure. Quick Um, side note, it's xlights.org, not xlights.com,
2: if anyone's looking, because I just made that mistake. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, So, Um, The difference between the Mac and Windows version, the biggest difference uh, right now, is that the Mac version, I believe, still does not contain the X scheduler software. So basically, you used to be able to schedule and run a show from a Mac uh, without using anything external. Um, Now, it's not there anymore. Some people have talked about bringing it back. I don't really see the need personally. Um, but the windows version does have that scheduler function. Um, and you know, in terms of word on the street and just things I see, I see a lot of people say that the Mac version is a little more efficient, uh, meaning that, um, on, you know, kind of a mid-level Mac, it runs faster than a similarly equipped PC. Um, and so that's kind of, that's one of those things that's harder to measure, obviously, because there's, there's a lot of factors go into it, but that's just kind of the word on the street there. But it's not, it's not, uh, skewed, I don't think one way or the other that much. Like, it's not like, oh my goodness, the Mac version is so much better than the Windows version, or oh my goodness, the Windows version is so much better than the Mac version. Um, they're pretty equal. So if, you're already uh, a Mac user, you know, use use a Mac with X-Lights. If you're already a PC user, use a PC. There's no need to learn the other platform uh, by by any means. Um, and so that brings us to the next topic of, okay, so Um, Actually, before I jump there, um, notice some of the things we didn't say. (laughs) What platforms did we not say? Right, Um, X Lights is not going to run on your Chromebook, okay? Because a Chromebook is not powerful enough uh, in order to do this kind of stuff. Um, That's the
2: graphics limitations, processing limitations.
1: I mean, I think it's more just that, like that. um, There's that they. uh, It's just not built, like, for that kind of stuff. You know, it's just not... The operating system just isn't built to do heavier stuff. Yeah,
2: Yeah. okay.
1: I don't really know technically why, but it's a question that gets asked. You know, I just saw a comment come into the YouTube channel, like, today or yesterday or something, and somebody's like, I need something that can run on my Chromebook, and, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to run on your tablets, so it's not going to run on your Android tablet. It's not going to run on your iOS Um, though I know there's like a way now, I think that Mac apps can run on tablets, um, on iOS stuff anyways, but we're, that's just, we're not, don't, don't don't (laughs) overcomplicate
2: it more than it already is. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Don't give yourself more headache.
1: It's not going to run on your Roku. Um, it's not going to run on your Amazon fire stick. (laughs) So you need Um, a,
2: a real computer.
1: Yeah. And not, not like a Commodore 64, but you know, something, something fairly modern. Um, but then, here's where it gets interesting is, <laughs> is I'm sure there are minimum system requirements for X lights. You know, when you go download it, I'm sure there's some published. Um, but how powerful of a computer you need is actually, uh, completely relative to how big of a show you're doing basically. So like, as you add more pixels to your show, it requires more processing power in order to render, in order to save out that show. Um, X-Lights has stuff built in. So like you can use an old PC and you can disable, you know, some of your more high def props until you're ready to render the whole thing. And then you can go let it sit overnight or something like, like there's ways around everything. Um, but ultimately when you see somebody, you know, on Facebook who might have like a $3,000 computer that they're using for sequencing for X lights, um, they may be sequencing. In fact, they're probably sequencing a lot more pixels than, than you are. And if that's the case, then, you know, I, I would say don't stress about it. Like if you have a computer around that you can use, uh, use it if you don't you know spend three to five hundred dollars on a computer don't go crazy um and you know work with it try it out start to build a small show and if you hit the point down the road where you need something more then you know then that's the time to upgrade but but you know like like we talk about a lot of things in this hobby um you're gonna spend a lot more on pixels Before, before you ever need to buy an expensive PC, right? Like you're going to buy like way more than a thousand dollars in pixels before you need an a thousand dollar PC is the way I like to put it.
2: And now when you're talking about this, we're talking about creating the show, mapping the show. I don't know what terminology you guys use. Sequencing the show. We're not talking about you need to have a computer outside on your porch while it's playing.
1: I mean, you can do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's, that's the beautiful so that's a, thing about in the creation
2: yeah. stage of it. Yeah, that's the, the beautiful
1: thing. Exactly. That's the beautiful thing about what's gone on in this hobby. When I first made my show in like 2017, you know, the, the way you ran your show back then was through the X scheduler program, which still exists on PC. You can still use it and people do. Um, but yeah, I literally had a PC, on a shelf in a closet, uh, in the front bedroom of my house and a network cable running through the attic to the outdoors, uh, to run my show. Right. Um, nowadays you don't need that because the controllers either have built-in show players or you can get what's called a Raspberry Pi microcomputer. Um, and they're like less than a hundred dollars. Um, and that can run your show. And so and so there's a few benefits to that. Um, huh, you're using the same coffee mug I use every day. And I noticed
2: that today on your Zoom call, I was like, "We have the same coffee mugs, except mine's prettier."
1: <laughs> yeah, I put mine through the uh, dishwasher, <laughs> but uh, that's you know not recommended. Um, but but yeah. So X Scheduler used to be the way to run it. Now your controller will either have a show player or. Uh, it's just or you're going to use a FPP device, uh, an external one. And so you now know, you me. throw
2: yeah. around FPP all the time. And my fear I mean, it'll throw is it. that I don't think everyone knows what FPP is natively. It's a short it's a shortening of Falcon. Pi
1: player, right? Pi player, because it originally was just on the Raspberry Pi microcomputer. So
2: it sounds like a computer term to a layman, but it is actually an industry term. And anytime he says FPP, it means Falcon player or the original name, Falcon Pi player. When you first started talking, teaching me these things, I thought it was some sort of networking term. So for anyone who's listening, FPP is a Falcon player, which is a brand.
1: Well, yeah, it's, well, it's a, it's an open source software, basically. Um, oh, okay. That, See, that I'm still figuring run. it out. Yeah. I mean, it's open source, but like, here's what you learn. This is David's like pure honest take on things is, is in this industry, it's interesting because Lights is an open source software and so is FPP. But then like, how do I best say this? Like a lot of the developer, people that develop the software, which they do for free, um, they also have created companies selling hardware in this space. And so, like, like, uh, the main reason why the X scheduler got left out of the Mac version is because the guy, one of the main developers of the FPP software, is the guy who develops the Mac software and he was just like, you don't need this anymore because you can just use this FPP and I have all these controllers with it built in. Right. And so, uh, and ultimately, I mean, I think now everybody should go to FPP, but regardless, um, you know, it's, he, he was ahead of the wave for sure on that. <laughs> Some people got kind of frustrated about it, um, at the time. Uh, and so it's, it's all open source and free, but then, you know, the, a lot of the people that develop it kind of have their hands in these various companies, uh, that, help make things in the hobby. Um, and, and that's not, you know, that's just like, that's my opinion. Um, that's just my full Like, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Um, they do an awesome job. Um, sometimes fights break out online, um, but they usually simmer down pretty quick. <laughs> um, one thing you will learn about this hobby on the side too is that in, in the various Facebook groups, like the X Lights, the official X-Lights support group and others, um, every once in a while, some some good drama breaks out. <laughs> Where somebody gets mad at somebody else or somebody says something at somebody else and it, it just explodes and it's – it's we, we stand back with popcorn. Um, <laughs> it's it's all good. Uh, but getting back on track, yeah, that's a good point. So the Falcon Player software is what runs this stuff um, and, and it runs on microcomputers, meaning they're not like your typical uh, desktop computer. Okay, so they – there's something where the, the basic gist of it is um, you download this FPP software, okay, and you you burn it basically to an SD card, meaning you, you use a special software called Etcher, usually Bellina Etcher, um, and that makes it a operating system on this SD card, okay? Um, and, and so then you go ahead and you take that. And you stick it in your device, your your Raspberry Pi or your BeagleBone microcomputer. And again, these are small computers that are available out there. Um, The reason they chose these small computers is because they're readily available on the hobbyist market, like outside of the Christmas space, in the general like IT computer hobby world. Okay, Um, and so that's the reason why they they do that. Um, They use these is is like. I've learned, um, any small industry, any small, you know, not, uh, you know, not big kind of world that's trying to make a product. Um, it's best for them to use stuff that's already accessible, that's already created in order to, to make their products, you know? So, so all that to say, um, The Raspberry Pi, the FPP software, the Falcon Pi player, um, is a a technical term. It's what typically runs most people's shows, I think, nowadays. And if you're new to this, I wouldn't spend the time to learn X schedule or anything like that. I just wouldn't. um, Because, um, you know, not having to tie up a physical computer is one, you know, positive because then you can use that computer for other things. Um, but also, you know, back in the day when I had the computer on the shelf in the closet in the front room of my house to run my Christmas light show, um, if the power went out, it wouldn't boot up automatically. Right. Um, and so if the power went out and we weren't home and the show needed to run, then it didn't start. Um, whereas these microcomputers are, uh, designed like in an industrial like fashion. So they basically, um, you know, when they lose power and then power comes back on, they, they just start up. Um, and it, it's, and then your show's running again and, and there's no problem there. Awesome. Yeah. And so, and so back to, uh, I guess the computer, um, Just spec wise, like if you were trying to buy a higher spec computer to do things in X lights right now, um, CPU power, just general processor power is what reigns supreme above anything else. Um, High amounts of RAM and uh, fancy video cards don't make as big of an impact as just pure processing power from the CPU. Um, That being said, the shaders effect, which is uh, one that can do a lot of cool things, um, is the one effect in X-Lights that that does lean on the graphics processor more, from what I understand.
2: I just updated my computer. Uh, David knows this because he took a look at my specs before I bought it. But I had my previous computer for 11 years. And when it started giving me error messages on Zoom... I knew it was time to upgrade when it couldn't run
1: zoom anymore. <laughs> when it couldn't handle zoom. <laughs> I was like,
2: okay, I've got to bite the bullet. Um, but even I still have that computer. It's, it was uh, made in 2011. Um, it's a PC and even that one I can run um, X lights on. And a, and a lot of the programs that I use, I keep it in my living room when I don't want to come into my office and just play around on the couch while I watch my hockey games or whatever. Um so but really most people's general everyday computer is going to be fine. You're going to be doing this work, this creative work at your workstation uh whether that's your desk, your couch, whatever, your bed um or <laughs> at work when your boss isn't looking. Um You know, (laughs) you're going to use, yeah, at lunch, you know, during those breaks, you're going to use the primary computer that you use for your everyday computing, you know, and most people have a perfectly fine computer that they use for their everyday computing. Now, if you're not a person that ever uses your computer because you've got a tiny computer in your hand every day called a cell phone, you know, then you might want to run through the specs, but Shouldn't really be a problem for anyone who's used their computer in the last, who's purchased a computer in the last, let's say, eight to ten years.
1: Yeah, at least getting started. Like, you might, you know, get into it and get up to a few thousand pixels, and if it starts to run slow, then you might consider upgrading it. Um But as long as it's a Windows or a Mac computer, again, not the Chromebook, not the Android, right, not yep. the iOS, a um, true that's key computer. Yeah, because a lot of people like like there are people we, we we talk to them a fair amount who who just literally don't have a like Windows or Mac computer anymore like in their home, which which kind of blows me away. Um, because I'm just so tied into computers <laughs> for work and and whatnot. I know, right? Um, but you know, it's it's you know I, I do run into these people, and uh, you just you know, um if if you really if you want to create animated lights without a computer, um. You need to use Twinkly, but you're not going to be able to make a synchronized light show like you can in X-Lights. Um, you will be able to animate cool patterns, and, and, and they, they make it better, and it can do some stuff. But it, it's not going to be one of these shows like you see people making uh, an animated light show like X-Lights can do.
2: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. I guess there are people who don't have regular computers nowadays. Hmm. I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. Yeah. I couldn't do <laughs> Like, I mean, I think outside of like work, my parents actually don't have like a, a PC like, like anymore, you know, like my dad has, my dad works in IT. So yeah, you know, but he's got, he's got work computer. Um, but they literally, they, they don't have a PC anymore. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a thousand percent out of the ordinary anymore. Wow. Yeah. All right. So Um, does that about wrap us up?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, that kind of wraps it up. Uh, so key, t- key takeaways from today, you don't need a mega computer until you get really complicated. Um, X-Lights is definitely the winner as far as programs. Your computer is used for the creative process of your light show, not the playback anymore due to show players being readily available now. And get started and don't buy, don't upgrade. You don't have to upgrade right off the bat upgrade when you need to, when you reach your maximum pixel count that your, that your system can handle. So that pretty much wraps us up for today. Um, oh,
1: I, I thought of something. Oh. <laughs> so one thing we were going to do that I started originally in these podcasts was talk about like any like new products that we see out there. Oh, okay. Um, good idea <laughs> it, on the podcast. Keep it fresh. Keep it uh, recent. So I just shared my screen with crystal here. Um, and we are looking at Experience Lights just announced their. I want to go to all of them, all of their their Genius Pro controllers. Okay, so it's a new Christmas light controller, um, and it does some interesting things. So, um, uh, so uh, I just pulled up the Genius Pro sixteen from ExperienceLights.com, um, and. Uh, I'm curious if you see just being a newer person to the hobby right off the top of the bat is there something about it that that looks a little different than uh stuff we've seen before well it comes with two power supplies
2: built in I can see those stacked it says it's a 16 port One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. so there's 16 yes. little Phoenix connectors there so is 16 a big jump to be on one control no
1: no, so 16 is okay. very standard, um, but okay. what you're noting is that power supply mounting. Um, now, they're not included, but oh, okay. uh, what they're doing, they, they did two two cool new things with these controllers that I think are interesting. So, you know, back, I mean, late last year, I, I've seen the writing on the wall for a while where I think more and more people are going to go to pre-built controllers like the Dragon controller from Mattos Designs, which which under the hood is an Experience Lights uh, genius controller. Okay, because it's a full complete controller that you can just buy and it's waterproof. It's got everything you need. And like literally, like if I compare that to like buying all the parts for a very similar controller, um, it's like the difference in cost is really small. Um, you know, it's like 50 bucks and it takes quite a while to build a controller, you know? So, so, and it's something nicer. Um, this one is interesting to me because it kind of changes the game again in a different way. Um. Being that they have these these tabby things that come on it, these brackety doodles, um, as the technical term is, and they can mount three different types of power supplies. So generic 350-watt power supplies, the most popular power supply in the world, the LRS 350 uh, from Meanwell, and then the larger LRS 600. And um, they even have little labels that tell you where the screws go. They do. It's That's amazing. That's a nice touch. And then you're going to see here in the picture, too, you see the red and black wires coming off to the side. So they're even giving you, it's not in the the rendering, um, but it is in the controller itself. They're actually giving you the power input wire uh, to the controller. So you don't have to go out and strip a short section of wire for the voltage plus and minus into the controller. It's a pre-attached little bit of cable that can reach these spots. Um, And so now it's like, to me, it's like, wow. What they just did that changed the game again in this world is you can go to, you know, your Amazon or whatever. I'm sure it fits in I believe it's a medium-sized socket box, those little waterproof boxes, you know, that you can put power strips in and stuff. Um, you can literally go buy one of those, buy this, and then you don't need additional like mounting plates or anything like that. Like you just the power supplies are attached to the controller you bring your pigtails of choice into the other uh, actually spring lock, they're spring terminals. Um, so they're a toolless uh, connector instead of the green terminal blocks that we're all used to. And it just makes it where it's like, okay, if I was building a controller, you know, based off of this and I, I bought some of these, um, I bought, I bought one of these 16s and I believe one of their um, receiver boards, um, they're on pre-order right now. And, uh, and you know, you could put this together pretty fast with, only a screwdriver and maybe a wire stripper for your for your pigtails going out to your lights um and that's it like we said um they've got different options there it's 16 local ports but there's also two long range receiver ports um with the smart genius wizardry in there and two dmx ports for all of your moving heads and fun stuff like that
2: and that so yeah. little square to the right of the dmx ports is that a sd card Uh, No, that's a screen. That's actually a screen. screen.
1: Yeah, and they have a knobby, I think it's a turn and and clicky knob uh, to be able to set things up on there if you so desire.
2: Hmm. And I see the note says that all products are expected to ship in July 2023, which lines up well with the timeline that you suggest, which is be pretty much programming by September. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, totally. You know, you you definitely want to go ahead and uh, be working on your show <laughs> and be putting the hardware together and stuff uh, uh, before September, so that you have plenty of time to get everything done in time, and you're not super stressed out and leave the hobby because that happens every year, and we don't and, like it.
2: And things go out of stock because it is a small subset of people. So um, these pre when when you say pre sales, it's basically. They're taking the pre-orders so that they can order all the parts and pieces, and then it'll ship at a later date. But that way, they can order everything um, so- kind of upfront. So this pre-sale is a big deal in this industry. It's like a big, it's a known time frame, I guess, or a, a known—I don't know what the word is. Um, it's a known thing that yep. when someone yep. announces a pre-sale if you're interested in that product you go ahead and order it so that you can guarantee that you have it because oftentimes by that september programming time frame goal things are out of stock
1: yeah exactly and it's gotten better over the years and honestly like probably 2021 2022 i thought pre-sales were going away um, but you know, when, when a vendor does a presale, you get a little bit of a better price. Usually, um, you pay up front and then you got to wait, like they order it, it, it goes across the ocean on a boat and you get it, you know, eight, six to eight to 12 weeks later. But being that it's a seasonal hobby, that's like totally fine. Um, a lot of the time. And, uh, and I, I really thought they were going away because I saw a lot of them going away a few years ago, but they've come back. And I mean, being that the hobby's so seasonal, it makes sense. Um, It's a good way to save money, and for the vendors it's great because, like, Ultimately, um, as we have over the past few years, you know, entered the space with the Dominar beams and, and other products that we sell, um, managing cash flow for a seasonal business is like a pain in the butt. Um, and these are all like pretty much all the vendors in our spaces are small businesses. Like they're not big; they don't have tons of money behind them. Um, and so, you know, doing what you can to uh, definitely ordering early in, earlier in the season and taking advantage of pre-sales if that makes sense for you um, can be be really beneficial to everybody and it looks like they're offering a little extra
2: if you scroll down a little bit on
1: yeah, your they're, giving screen. Away some, yeah they're giving away some of their clickets uh which is a little deal for splicing pixels or wire together uh, it's it's a nice little deal they're, they're they're a cool little product i've got a bag of them over there and uh, they do what they're supposed to
2: <laughs> cool so everybody go check out the experience lights new genius pro products
1: Yep. Completely unsolicited. Uh, they didn't ask me to say anything about it. I barely even know the guys, but they're nice. <laughs> uh, Lee and David, but, uh, they are, um, the one thing they don't have yet is they don't have their SD card, their, their show player built in yet. Um, but they have promised that it should come out in 2023 and I, I believe it will. So yeah, I think that's the show. So sweet. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, as always, uh, thank you for watching our videos over at Learn Christmas Lighting on YouTube at LearnChristmasLighting.com and if you need stuff for your show, we are your place over at the LearnChristmasLightingStore.com that's LearnChristmasLightingStore.com not the LearnChristmasLightingStore.com but LearnChristmasLightingStore.com We've got the finest pixels that money can buy well not really, but um, the the finest pixels money can buy are very expensive, but we have the finest pixels for the hobbyist uh, really balancing the uh, being cost effective and, uh, you know, just and great quality, really good reliability. The Mattos Designs Pixels, we have uh, the Dragon Controllers, we've got the Dominar Moving Heads, of course. Also, other sorts of waterproof lights, all kinds of good stuff, and we would love to supply you with this stuff if you would let us. So, head over to learnchristmaslighting.com, click store, and you will be sent to learnchristmaslightingstore.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Tell some friends about this if you like it, and have a great day. See ya. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast with David Henry. If you are interested in our domino beam or any other Christmas lighting equipment, please visit our Christmas lighting store at store.learnchristmaslighting.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please listen to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Don't forget to grab our free guide to begin with Christmas lighting on learnchristmaslighting.com. Learn Christmas lighting, helping you bring the fun back in Christmas lighting.